Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of My Canicast. I'm Canada Dave. And I'm Groovy. And, um, well, obviously you're hearing this out on a different day than a Wednesday. So this is a very unique episode and very special, uh, well, personal. I don't know if special is the right way to talk about it, but it's definitely personal to us and especially Canada Dave. And, um, you know, we're going to kind of get into why it's so personal and why there's so much attachment to the story. But um, we're going to start off with just kind of launching a video because this video is kind of theming out the whole episode and what we're talking about. And we'll explain why right after I share it. So uh, here it is. Sit back and listen and enjoy. Spark that J up. Oh. New at six, an investigation that started a few months ago led to a raid that landed four people in handcuffs today. Seven Action News reporter Anu Prakash tells us they're accused of running an illegal marijuana operation in Shelby Township. This business advertised itself as advanced medical supply. You can see the windows are all covered up. Police say that's because the guys who were running it knew they were breaking the law. Take a look. One by one, the cops bring out four suspects and scrubs this afternoon. All of them accused of running a medical marijuana dispensary from the Shelby Township business on Van Dyke near 23 Mile Road. Investigators had been looking into the business for a few months. We're not identifying the suspects since they haven't been charged. We went in there, did an inspection, and they had no medical supply uh, equipment whatsoever. So we really knew something was going on. So did Pamela Bach. She works a few doors down. There's been... Um, um, Pipes broken in front. We've been sweeping up pipes in the front and in the back. And every day after 3 o'clock, you can smell it. We have customers coming and saying, I think there's skunks in the building. Local and federal investigators conducted surveillance. They did some undercover buys and just today raided this business as well as four homes in Macomb County, all believed to be homes of the suspects. Police say there are legal ways caregivers can provide to medical marijuana patients, but operating a dispensary is not one of them. And operating a dispensary in the state of Michigan is totally illegal. It's not accepted. And I think what they're trying to do here is blur the lines uh, of the law. And to us, the law is very clear on this. 
Police believe this place had been bringing in $8,000 a day since it went into business a few months ago. They have a lot of moxie, uh, thinking they're going to carry this right under front, under her nose, right down the block from the police station. And uh, I, I don't think they'll think it's a good idea now when they're sitting send back to the police station. The chief believes those suspects will be charged with felonies. This investigation will be turned over to the Macomb County prosecutor who will make the final call. In Shelby Township, a new Prakash 7 Action News. Don't hear you. Duh. Sorry, I turned that down so I could heat up my dab. Um, yeah, so that's kind of theming out the episode. And um, I'm gonna let Dave kind of jump into why and let him get into the details. But um, yeah, so yeah. Um, thanks, Groovy, for that. I appreciate yeah, sure. that. Uh, the reason why we're bringing up uh, this is uh, because today, we're, when we're releasing it, it's a, a five-year anniversary uh, since the raid took place, and uh, played a played an effect on me. Um, within the last five years, and Groovy's seen it firsthand, and I think that's one reason why we've started the podcast a while back ago. It might not be the only reason, but there was a reason why it, there might've been a root reason. And it, it, it's taken me personally forever and I'm still not overcome to where I used to be like pre, uh, that to where I am now. I mean, you can ask groovy. I'm, we'll probably oh, get into saw, all that. So you're saying pre that, so you haven't actually actually said it. So Dave was one of those people involved. Canada was you didn't yes. actually say it, but like let's yes. say it to the, that's why we're talking about it because those one of those four individuals was Canada Dave. Yes, I, uh, I was involved in a dispensary raid that happened at Advanced Medical Supply on July 10th, 2015, and they kicked in the door and also the door to my home. Um, before we get into details on that, uh, we'll probably we're going to talk about a little bit before the arrest. So, Groovy, kick it off. Yeah, so. I really just want to like, especially because I loved your smoking your stuff since you've been well, not the first grow, but like where you were before all this, like that hydro, the, the hydro, that, <laughs> that shit was whack, but that was like in your mama's closet or whatever. <laughs> like, um, uh, yeah, that <laughs> wasn't good. But stuff. like, anyways, what I'm saying is like you, like you've been growing on and off for a while, and I would say before that it was more on and off only because of where you were at financially and where you lived and stuff. I mean, and so I'm saying before all that, we're talking 2010, probably. So that's probably 10 years ago, really. We're bringing it all the way back to like Dave getting into cannabis mm -hmm. and all that stuff. So, yeah, cannabis. Is I want to hear big... like kind of like what what got you into cannabis? What got you growing it really quick? Like if you could just sum up like kind of what got real, you more and more into it, you know? Yeah, real quick. Um, I'm <laughs> gonna go back. We were 18. Me and you joined a fraternity together, and me and you started smoking, and I started seeing. And it fell in love with the plant right off the rip. I figured you, I found out you could grow it. And honestly, what I did from 18 to 20 was Googled, researched marijuana news every day, stayed up to date, read books. I bought the grow Bible. I was very infatuated with the plant itself and everything that it could do. I was reading about yeah, RSO, process. everything. Yeah, cause I love could, smoking. And I remember you were like talking about this and then I was like, cool. Like, cause it is dope. I just like different fascination levels. Right. And I, I fell, I, I fell right in. I, I just fell in love with Mary Jane right off the rip. Um, and I, it's been the passion and love ever since I've seen what it can do, how it can help people. I see that it's not as thousands bad as of hours we smoked in front of your mom's house. Yeah. Yeah. I know, right? There's been <laughs> five in the morning. I'm, I'm walking in plays. Hey, wake up, for work. <laughs> wake up, bro. 
it's just been a part of our life. And you know, now, now I'm 30 and I've been smoking for 12 years and it's just, it's just been a part of me. And it's something that I truly love. And that's why we do the podcast. We both love cannabis. We both support it. We both are advocating for it, educating for it. And we want to inspire people all around cannabis. It's not as bad as it's portrayed. It's really not. It's, there's tons of benefits. And I truly think that one day everyone will be able to experience the benefits in the whole world, you know, 100%. not just in the U.S., but everywhere. It, it's just the, 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 the arrest and things like that shouldn't be happening. Um, so hold on, before we get there, I still want to stick on what you were, what was going on prior. So you got into growing, you're out, you're infatuated, you're 20, going yeah. on, you're growing, you're growing. Um, I know you like, you know, on and off had some people like mentoring you. You know. Yep. Yep. I had a couple of mentors through the years that I once had advice and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Gave me great advice that I paired up with Google and the the Grow Bible. And from there, you know, you're learning hands on. Eventually, you move out of your mom's house, and I did. <laughs> and nice. um, I started doing soil, and that's where I think I found my niche. I was never a fan of hydro soil. I I, I fell in love with soil. Oh, for sure. And you definitely stepped it up because you're like, I'm going to take this seriously. And you started really growing, had the separate spaces and everything. Yeah, because everything was legal. It was medical. Yeah. It was, in Michigan, well, I was you were legal. I, I was, was one. I, was, I remember because yep, we you, you were my first patient. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think you and Kyle. You and Kyle. I couldn't remember. Yeah, I, was say, I thought we went together. We did it all. Yeah. I couldn't remember. It's yeah, but cool. you guys are my first patients. And that that's what gave me the opportunity to actually expand, find, expand, find my love. And then, you know have genetics that like Groovy talks about. Like my one of my favorite genetics that I can never get again was blood wreck. I was, I was about like, to say it at the same time. I was like, nah, just let him say blood wreck. That was T by TGA Subcool. And I got that uh, seed. And to be honest, that was one of my favorite, favorite plants to grow. And that's that's why if you follow me, you see Crazy Train. Because Crazy Train has a, a cut of blood wreck. You cannot find blood wreck anywhere. It's gone. I can't find it. It's sold out everywhere. Oh, and if, you have cool. it, if you do it have it, if you do have it beautiful it was so icy. The trichomes, the terpenes were amazing. It was a fabulous grow. Nice rock hard nugs. Like that oh, was one of my stuff. favorites. Yeah, I had stuff. Ace of Spades. <laughs> we're both like, we're just picturing it. Yeah, I, it was sad, man. I had Ace of Spades, Death Star. I had one of the original Death Star cuttings that eventually was gone. I had Durban Poison, which I loved. So a lot of these strains, like after that, I wasn't able to ever have them again. Uh, I think I had a headband too. At the time, I had some chem dog, and I just at that time I just like to have multiple different strains. So that that that's been the that was the passion, you know. And then, like you said, eventually, I let I got led into the dispo from a mutual friend, and that's how I got connected there. That he's uh, he's not here no more. Um, but uh, he yeah. got me. Uh, that's what I was. That's what, when I was saying mentor. That's kind of who I was referring uh, to. So, you know, I know who I'm talking about. Recipes, but um. Anyways, so you're involved now. You got some mentors. You're taking it seriously. You're growing. Now you got the job at this dispo. Um, you know, you know. I know you were in, in a dispo prior, being bud tending and whatnot. And everything, so were and you were you just a bud tender too. at this wanna, dispo? You were yes, just a bud tender, correct? Right? Yeah, so I was I just a bud tender. I was actually still going to college, trying to finish my uh, college degree at Oakland. To mm -hmm. be honest, uh, it was it was. I just left my liquor company. I was working liquor sales, ironically, yeah. oh, God. <laughs> yeah. um, which I, I love the job. You know, I'm not going to complain. It was a great job. And when you have to try different liquors from the, the vendors, bringing them in and different things like that. So I've always fallen in love with sales and things like that. Besides the point, I, um, after that, I was looking for a job and needed a job, pay my bills. And like, like Groovy said, my mutual friend was able to connect me with here. And yeah, I was just working as a bud tender. Uh, 
nothing in particular, just, you know, doing what you do as a bud tender, helping out. No. And that's what I thought. I just wanted to clarify because that's what I thought. I mean, I mean, you were always working tons of hours just to like, you know, so open to close. It, there, there were, yeah, there were, there were some days where I was working. Well, that's what I'm saying. Usually when you work, you had to do open to close type of stuff. Yeah. Know? So and it, it was that, that was in the, getting me a foot in the door. So in like the going industry. into like right before the arrest, like where was your mentality on cannabis? Like where like cannabis industry was like, so See, at that time, like, it, like obviously like the way they even talk about it is completely different compared to how cannabis is talked about in the news. You know, like you get all the verbiage, like this won't be tolerated. Like the words they use, it's just like, wow, how much has turned. How but, harsh um, it was back then. Oh, Remember, crazy. And, and, and even I want to still this, in 2015, 20, yeah, 2015. And it was medical technically for five years. It right? was medical, but it wasn't, it wasn't, it was seven years, but it wasn't yeah. as medical as it is now or even right. two years ago because t- everyone, everyone for the seven years, even while I, but when I started working there, everybody was getting their cannabis from a shop mm-hmm. somewhere, right? Yeah, obviously. Things were gray. It was a gray was area. Really gray. There were so many, like, it's legal, but, like, it's not legal in certain spots, but it's sort of legal in some spots, and it was, like, okay. Like, it was very confusing to kind of follow. So, I mean, it, the lines were blurred to become with. So, that's that's where we were. I'm sure people listening right now are always like, yeah, I remember those times. They were weird. They were crazy. Some yeah. people may not. And if you don't know, just be thankful because it was weird. You know, some dispels were, like, legit but not really legit no know. nothing was legit really legit that's what I'm, well that's what i'm saying is like legit. they were legit because they had a brand but like they weren't legit <laughs> like you right know? and that and so. me i was i should have nothing I was regulated known. i should have known you know yeah but i mean okay so yeah you met some people you you entrusted in some people that had a dispo yeah, they, they had the a job cert- they had a certificate no. of occupancy. They said they yeah. went to the city and all these different things and talked to everyone that they were opening up. And I made sure, you know, multiple times, like, this is legal, legit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No worries. No worries. And I think I started working there. What was it? February or March or something of 2015. And then the raid was in July. July 10th, which ironically is oil. Actually, day. that's when the video was posted. If you actually looked in the corner, that was July 10th, 2015. Yep. So. Uh, another way we have another one like from three days after kind of like a follow-up type of deal but or another it, one I it, guess. to be honest it's um it's it's uh it's a uh, it's a i don't know i don't need i don't know i'm just losing my uh, words right now actually no i mean i understand as i mean you're dealing i mean are you like anxious kind of talking about all this like does this kind yeah. of bring up some weird memories like yeah i figured yeah no it definitely does i i haven't really talked to many people about it besides some family and friends though for the most part and 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 it was a dark time for me um i'll get into that yeah we'll get into like what you were actually facing when we talk about the charge but that's what i was trying to say so you you knew it was gray so you you knew you were in this gray area you were growing but you felt like it was legal because you had the documents to say it was legal legal, that that was all legal that no no i'm saying no i'm saying this is where your mentality is i'm just kind of recapping so like well yeah where you were at you know i mean you were you knew it was a gray area but you were growing legally like i remember even having the signs you know i mean everything was legit you know i mean so locked doors everything i remember legit so followed the laws that were enacted and i guess now yeah i mean anything you want to say what else like mentally well i mean before the raid happened um i was uh pulled over by a state trooper and i don't remember the date of this but it was like a week or two i think before the actual date of the raid happened and 
you know, ironically didn't think anything of it, but after everything, I kind of thought something that could have been, you know, one in one because got pulled over the talk to yeah. the state trooper, you know, I had to go in the front of the police so car, got in. You think that was associated? You think they were pretty much watching you? <sighs> From from everything from the trial, yeah, I would assume so. Yeah. It felt like it. I mean, if, I, I mean, to me, I felt maybe like your I, license plate was flagged already at that point. Maybe. Yeah, I think. You know what I'm I think I look at it during that time. I looked at me as in like in those movies where they have people's faces on the wall, and they're like, "Oh, these are the four people, five <laughs> people, A, B, C, D, and E." Like that. That's that's the mentality I've had always with it, and that's just and that and that's because my house eventually got hit. It, to me, I was I was just a bud sender. You know, but my house got kicked in yeah. and raided and paid hourly. And then that shit happens. Yeah. And I was making like, what was it? 10 an hour? <laughs> really? Jesus. Yeah. Well, it wasn't. It, it was a rough time. And well, you're busting ass. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Yeah. And and and, for, and then after the state trooper, the whole incident happened, uh, I believe even one of the owners got pulled over by a Sterling Heights cop before that or before I did. I don't remember the exact timeline. Uh, but that also happened too. So I think they were, they were watching it. And as you heard in the video, they were paying attention to it for like a couple months. Well, to make a move on anything, there has to be a sting operation. So clearly they were in there. We'll get in there because I'm sure there's things you can talk about, but I'm sure they were in there with cameras. I'm sure they, you know, they went in there and spied. Like he said, he even said, um, uh, the cop or whatever was like, we went in there and they had no medical supplies. So we knew something was up. So they were already scoping you out. So, yep. There, there weren't, there weren't. And, and technically by law at the time, you were only allowed to sell to your patient. And that was even when you, if you walk into a Detroit provisioning center or dispensary, really? yeah, I mean, you were only allowed to sell to your patient. And, and that, and that's why it was such a great time and you had all this stuff going on. And that's, what's crazy because you had that five years ago, three years later, we yeah, legalized, I mean, you're, we you're, legalized you're, adult use three years later. And then like two years after that, or two years after 2015, they were enacting the, the medical laws where everything was going to be seed to sale. Like it, it, it's just, ah, it's just crazy. You know, uh, is people going, and and that's why we brought up the, the, the Michael Thompson episode that I'm going to bring about because from the, our last episode, he, yeah, free Michael Thompson, free Michael Thompson. He's still in jail for cannabis for, for 25 years already. And if you haven't listened to it, check out our episode. I don't want to go into that, but he needs to be let. Like people need to be let out. It, times are changing. You're taking tax revenue and stuff from it. And I keep getting off topic because it just—it's uh, a lot. When I'm going oh, back. Oh man, to- hey, dude, you're like decompressing. I know you never actually publicly talked about this either, so 
Don't worry about it. I mean, I'm, I'm just trying to keep us on track, but you, you keep going. Cause honestly, I mean, I'm learning things even now. So, cause now it's been a long time. You're going to talk about it differently than you would have back then, you know? So, um, yeah, it w- to me, I guess like, I just remember, you know, being your friend, although I was in Chicago, you know, I think, yeah, definitely I was in Chicago. You were in Chicago time. at the time. Yeah. I, I remember no, for sure knowing something happened because I remember calling you and I couldn't get a hold of you. So I knew something happened for sure. But we were, because we were talking and I think I was coming home to visit the week or two after for like summer or something. I don't remember why. And you were going to pick me up or whatever. And um, from the bus stop. And um, I just remember thinking you were doing well because I remember I was smoking your bud. Like I would keep it with me. Like, you know what I mean? Like that was the stuff I would smoke. You know what I mean? I would... You know, that it was good stuff. It was growing good. You really had a good process down. You know, you were taking it seriously. You notepads and whatever. You know what I mean? So like mm-hmm. shit was legit. And it, like and you weren't like just trying to sell it to whoever. You were very specific. You were selling to your patients first. Like it was and mainly oh, that was it. Like because we it. bought it all up. <laughs> so so it was like that's what I'm saying. Is like because you weren't growing on a huge level, mind you. And this is what I wanted to make clear. Even no, prior I didn't even. I didn't say, even. This put was a basement st- grow, and this wasn't like one of those basements that you walked in. And it was everywhere. Like it no. was very organized. You had it sectioned, and you know the legal, the signs, and the doors were separated, the walls were partitioned. So it's like to me, like for you to get busted, like I mean, especially because like you getting busted really had nothing to do with you directly. Like you know, it had to do how with, how, like, a- how did that shift? Like like I mean, you were like you know like the shift in meaning like you know, where you felt that morning versus where you felt that night. You know, it's crazy how that shift, you know, well, can't even imagine. I mean, I guess I'll run through the day. I mean, we'll start like, yeah, that's those. what I was saying is kind of like, let's, let's start going and do so you were clearly happy with where you're at. Yeah. You were slaying it. You know what I mean? I was enjoying uh, life. Cause I was, like I said, I was finishing up school in, in the next year and a half. I was going to be finishing up. Uh, I was working, doing, I was starting to grow and stuff was going good. And just a, it was just a normal su- summer day, Friday at the, uh, going in, went in to work, you know, was uh, bud tending with the other bud tender and we were just helping out two patients at the time. And then all I remember was um, the front doors coming in and getting kicked in and, you know, coming in with the, the guns and, you know, yelling, you know, uh, I forgot what they said. It might've been like, get down, move away. I was behind. Uh, I remember I walked in the back and moved. You have patients in the building? Yeah, there was two and two of them. Yeah. Two of them had to go on the ground, I believe if I'm not mistaken. And then I was sent to go to the back because we had, they were splitting us up, I believe. And then one of them was like, Oh, he, he's trying to run. And I was like, no, I'm not, <laughs> like, and, not trying to run. <laughs> and uh, I remember just putting my hands back and literally we were, it all happened within a blink of a flash, man. Like literally it was like two seconds. My heart dropped, race dropped. My, I was, I think I probably was pale in the face completely. Uh, Cause yeah. to me, I, well, I, I wasn't, the shock, I, feel, the, the shock of, you know, you're thinking it's legit and everything. And all of a sudden, you know, like, you know, as a, or not. You know, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. No, your heart Guns drops. And in it. I mean, I could pretty I mean, much. I mean, shocked. that's what they're, that's, what they're carrying they're not going in with nothing no, no, hands. no i mean going. they're not going barehanded so obviously they had those and and that stuff still traumatizes me you know if, if uh because those it's just boom like right there so and to me i always felt like as a 
bud tender. I wasn't doing anything that was horrid. You know, I always felt I was helping whoever was there. I, at the time I it was great and I messed up, but now yeah. it's, it's just like, it just kills me because like, uh, I remember certain stories from people that would come in and that would talk and be like, you know, this stuff really helped. It's got me off of this. I remember, uh, I don't even know if I should say the story, but they just, oh, they I mean, just, Hey, it's up to you. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. They just, they just really enjoyed the canvas and it was just, it just sucked. Cause yeah, you, you don't want to share like personal information, but yeah, I yeah. It's like you were, we thought we were doing, you know, doing what was all right at the time, but obviously it wasn't. So that's why they came in, which at the time they had the right to, I mean, there wasn't, there was no, uh, what do you call it? License that there is now. I, I, you know, so it's different. Every every operating store right now has a, a strict license. Back then, everyone just said, "Yeah, we're we're legal and and we're good." And we talked to the city and this and that. We have the occupancy certificate, so you and you see all of them open. So I was just just shocked uh, at that moment. No, so I can imagine we I were. Mean, I th I think we were in there for about <laughs> three or four hours and. Maybe three. I don't know. It was. It felt like forever. I, I'm gonna say four. So at the cab station. Two. I mean, they no, no, no. It, at the dispo, it just said. Oh, the they kept. Oh, they 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 kept uh, while. They were going oh, because they were yeah. going through stuff. Yeah. They, they just threw you on the ground and kind of like took took the parts place part. Right. Yeah, or were you on the ground? I'm just I'm just trying to get like. No, I was sitting. I was sitting against the wall in handcuffs behind my back. What was going through your mind? If you don't mind me asking. Oh, I'm fucked. Yeah. Sorry for the language, but I'm fucked. No, my what they mean? We're already gonna, explicit, so it's okay. My uh, dad's no. gonna kill me. My mom's gonna. Freak. Yeah, yeah, no shit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> my life's ruined because at the time, I'm assuming you, I had no idea what I was gonna be charged with. I'm literally in handcuffs, and I can't afford anything. I can't afford right. a whole year right. at the you time. Just said I, you paid 10, 10, 10 bucks. Yeah, I'm not making that much. I was life at that time was it was easier than what it, it's not easier. It's easier, stupid. But I was just. I mean, actually, life wasn't the best at that time, to be honest. Because I just got broke. Yeah, I, I know you had other personal things going on. I had a lot of personal things. But actually, I'm, yeah. more, I'm thinking about that. That was, yeah. life wasn't good at that time. But even pre that, <laughs> the 2015 was a horrid year for me. Except I, for hey, we did we did have a kick ass time before it. Right before yeah, it was yeah. and Groovy that was one of the sweetest music festivals. Just me and Dave, fucking old Dave came in or whatever. I mean, we met up. With that was a blast. That, that was, was a awesome. blast. That so, was like the best part of 2015. Well, like, just saying there was one positive thing. That yeah. I had a lot of personal things that. affecting me yeah. mid early sure. 2015, sure right before the raid. So actually life wasn't good. I was in a, I was in a dark place and this got even darker to be right. honest. Because I mean, and like, and look, and this happened to you because you don't even know yet you know you're in shock yeah i had no idea what was going on and then like i said after four hours i think it might have been two i don't know like i said after whatever we got out the news was out and that's when i was like oh you're kidding me like we the, the there was the news reporters obviously because you just saw the video but there was news reporters saying out there there was multiple and um mm -hmm. just i remember looking up seeing the reporters and the first thing i did was i put my head down to the right shoulder or yeah my right shoulder so my, my mom wouldn't see me because i know for a fact she's going to be watching the five o'clock news that's going to be on the five o'clock news and and i was like oh god oh god and then going in the police car 
you just have thoughts the whole time, like what's going on. And I didn't know my house was hit yet either. I didn't know okay. anything. So you just said it. I wanted to get there, but like, let's say now you can say it. Your your house is getting hit in real time here. Yeah, they hit. They hit four places at once. It was simultaneously. They had the help of the, I think, the DEA and uh, FBI uh, to hit the raids, and they had like Shelby Ooh. Township and all the other city cops and that stuff. So it, it They had fifty cops, I believe. That's what they were quoted in that video, and it it um. Yeah, so I didn't know. I remember we had to go through, get the the processing and get fingerprinted and get the photos and go through all that. I remember sitting down in the cell and it was freezing, like really cold. I remember that. Wasn't it was it a holding room? I don't even remember. But we were there and then we I remember getting called in to uh what's it called, Anna? Sitting down and then they had the the um, the two cops sitting there talking and asking you're like interrogation yeah, style interrogation. Yeah. Yep. Thank you. Groovy. Yeah. That's okay. what they had. And, uh, they, man, at the time I didn't know, they told me that they hit my house and they told me that what I had and they hit my stuff. Um, cause they first asked, this is the only question I'm going to go into because it kills me. And the first question was what was in your basement? And I, I remember I, the only thing I cared about at that exact moment was my dog, Molly. Oh, I, yeah. And man, and man, oh, I remember that's the, that was my only question. I asked it like twice because I didn't care about anything else, you know, the, my, man. And school, man. They, they, they were like, you know, and the only reason why I bring that up is because you've seen people have seen you, you, you've seen these, uh, uh, stuff all over the internet where and my dog's a pit bull mix uh with bull mastiff so your head goes to like whoa you know like what's wrong what happened yeah yeah but she was okay uh thank god they said she just was in the basement barking and nothing happened to her so right. very thank god and love molly molly what yeah that's, love that's, molly my, that's my daughter that's my doctor dog girl uh, <laughs> and they, that was like, and then they asked us a bunch of questions, but that was one of them that stuck with me because everything else after that, I was like, you know, you pretty much hit my house. You took everything. I have nothing. They had, they, my car was seized. My phone was gone. Uh, nothing. All I had was, you know, at the time it was my dog. And remember uh, all of us, uh, wow. Gosh. Okay, man, dude, I knew this was gonna be tough, man. We're going to get through it. You know, we got, we got through it together. Look, we're, we're good now. You're good. You got it. You got it. And, I appreciate it, man. Oh, yeah, dude. It. And, and you, you're just sitting in the cell, and it, it's just rough, you know, because you're thinking the whole time, like, fuck, you know, you're, you're fucked. You might, you messed up. You're, you're screwed. What, what's going to happen to my family? What's going to happen to my school? What's going to happen to my house? You know, every, everything's flashing. And we were lucky. Uh, they had an attorney get us out. Uh, if not, we were going to be sent to uh, what is it, jail? Because it was a Friday, so we'd have to go into holding for Wait the weekend. For the whole weekend, yeah, to get the charges and whatnot. So after that, I remember getting dropped off at my, I think it was my mom. It was my mom's house. Yeah, I got dropped off at my mom's house, um, and I remember walking in, and the look on her face was just. Not disappointment, but just like, what? Like, she was sad. Like, she was crying. She didn't know what the heck. And then, yeah, I, I, me and her, we hugged it out. And then she came to my house and 
helped me clean up literally drawer by drawer. All my stuff was just. You get Molly back at this point, or were you still waiting? I think she was at the house. Okay, so you got her back. That's cool. I. I had her, but I had to go take her because. You know, Groovy. My dog Molly gets bad allergies during the summer. She gets yeah, pollen really and bad rations. She just lays in the sun for I don't know twelve hours. At so they, I had to take her and get tagged, and then I had to go take her to the vet to show that she didn't have. They thought I wasn't taking care of, taking care of her. They didn't say that, but I had to get it done just because that was part of. I, <sighs> I when once after that, I had like a couple things I had to get situated, and I had to take her to the city to get her certified and whatnot. But it was just sad. And, but yeah, we cleaned up, cleaned up, <clears throat> didn't have anything. Like I said, I had no phone, no, no, no car, nothing. Wait, I remember I couldn't get hold of you. And I was like, and for multiple days, I'm like, I think that first weird. night, <laughs> yeah, that is weird. And I don't, he doesn't usually have his phone off for that long. And that first night it was just me, just me kicking it on my couch, you know, just depressed. Yeah. Very depressed. Very depressed. Yeah, I could imagine what's going on. I mean, what are you even grasping? At this point, you're just thankful to be alive and be like, what? You know, it's like. Yeah, because I didn't know the charges in your head. Like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, at this point, you finally know now, at least, that it's been running illegally. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, yeah, at that point, I was like, oh, man, I was... And, yeah. I couldn't. I was like, damn it. Because, yeah, you're right. At that point, obviously, I knew something was up there after all that happened. And then my house getting hit, that's that sums it up, too. Because I thought it was like, you would think as a butt tender, you hear about these raids, but many of them don't. I didn't see it or read it would all be getting hit. So, and you know, you just, you lose everything. Obviously they say in the articles, you know, money was taken from homes and things like that. Yes. Uh, I had some, some of my, a lot of people trying to save up cash around. One thing that did suck was all my pipes got smashed. Oh my glass. You had those those nice ones. I had like, I had some lemon drop. I had some, uh, Fuck. Ice oh, cream. I forgot about that. Ice Dang cream. it. I didn't even like that. Yeah. That hit me by surprise. I forgot about those. Yeah. I had like a collection and they were all in the trash. You'd be like, hold on, I'm going to go get it. And you like go there and you come back with it. And like, <laughs> very good was, process when you use those ones. They were sweet, man. They were sweet. But yeah, those, yeah. that was something that stuck out because I was like, damn, my glass, man. <laughs> I used to love glass. Man. I was a huge glass fan, you know, but now I don't, now I'm not at all. It was like, and it was dab rig glass, not like bowl. I did have bowls and some uh, some steamrollers. That all got all of it got gone. My favorite one was the green lemon drop one. That one was gone, unfortunately. 
Yeah. But like possessions are possessions. And right, right. that's something I learned later down the line. Like at that time, yeah, I was more depressed and upset. And I should I should have I should have taken it better mentally, tried to have, but it was a long time. I mean, we we didn't even get charged, I don't think, until almost December of that year. We didn't have charges or anything. Yeah, so Here's another thing I kind of want to dip into. So they, they hit your house. Like, did they hit everyone, every bud tender's house? Yeah, they, they hit they hit everyone. Because I think they thought every, it was a whole... Every, like, you guys were all a conglomerate type of deal? Yeah, I think that's... that's you know? Yeah. Interesting. But it, was, but it wasn't like that. And, and then, you know... Well, that obviously, kinda... I mean, you know, I mean, you're sitting here and you just, you know, you're making hourly. You think you're working a job. Like, I understand. Like, I mean, maybe, you know, they're making a killing... But like that's just business, and like I don't know, you know how how much are you really gonna know, you know, you didn't set up the documents, so no, exactly. Anywho, but you know, so here we are, we're post, you know, you start talking about like kind of what stuck with you, like you know, that glass stuff, which like that's crazy because I didn't even think about that because that's like stuff you can't get back, but at the same time, like you know, you can always get new stuff, like you said. So I'm glad you got that positive mentality, man, because it yeah. is over and we're five years later, so it's we're here. It's taken a long time to get here. Did though, it change man. your perspective on the, the gray area? Did it really start ticking you off why there was a gray area? Like, cause I could have yeah. being furious. Like what? Yeah. I, I, I couldn't, to be honest, it's shocking that we had a gray area for that long in the state, you know, because seven years after having it, there should have been something because like that, that. And it continued to after Oh yeah, it they continued. Like, yeah, to, it wasn't seven years and done. It kept going. Like, yeah, it was until what 2017, 2017, They finally light, had medical licenses. I don't even know. I don't. And it was the slowest process because then we legalized it twenty eighteen, and then they were like, "Oh, we need to speed it up a little bit." And they still were kind of slow. And then Whitmer came in and like man fired everybody, and they have a new board and everything, and it's been speeding up. Side point. Um, but yeah, the only items I really got back were my car. I couldn't. I never got. I was never able to get anything else back. Um. At that point, I pretty much said I didn't want anything back. I didn't want any of the, the money, any of the nothing. I was just over it. I was trying to move on from that over the years because it's hey, not yeah, worth the fight. Like I just wanted to suffer from PTSD, man. Like when I, when I was hanging out with you after, and I mean, like I said, I did happen to see you a week or two after because my man still came through and picked me up. I don't remember what car it was in, but you picked me up. Yeah, I think my sister let me borrow her yeah, car for I mean, a while. You were legit. Like, I was like, hey, what's going on, man? I haven't heard from you. Like, I can't tell you. We'll talk when you get here. And I'm like. Yeah, I didn't talk. I, I didn't talk on the phone. Oh, dude, I didn't I talk mean, about anything. I was freaked. Like I said, or, yeah, it, the, the FBI and the DA were involved. You're and, not expecting that. That's a stupid. At the time, I was like, what the fuck's going on? What the yeah, it's not like you're sitting here trapping at home, counting bills with stacks of like blow and multiple drugs. Like you're not yeah. out here trapping. Like that's not what you like. Those people, you probably have an idea that someone's watching you. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I know like, that. You're sitting here a bud tender, like working your ass off hours wise, going to school, doing your side business, growing because you're trying to learn. And then boom, this like, so yeah. Well, yeah. And it was it was a long long couple of years uh eventually we got charged like i said in like january and i had seven felony charges um, yeah um i'm gonna share an article real quick here um so you can we can kind of talk about it it's an old m live um article police bus shelby township medical marijuana dispensary at least four day after there's our there's our hero right here <laughs> 
uh, candidate, uh, blah, blah, just kind of gets into what happened, basically saying that it was a Shelby Township, one of the bigger bu- bus in Shelby Township. Um, um, you yeah. can look it up, um, police bus, Shelby Township, M-Live. And it kind of just gets into the details of that they were basically acting like the medical supply is what they sold and specifically what they sold. So, um, but that's it. Um, realistically, the raid was <clears throat> probably the only one that happened in Shelby Township, maybe one of the few, because I don't even know if there was any other discos really open in Shelby Township. I know nothing after. And that, that should have been the red flag to me right off the bat. Yeah. Because yeah. everything was like yep. in different areas. But yep. I, I put my faith in other people at the time and I regret that. But I forgot to mention, so this is the day of the raid. They uh, recovered 11.7 pounds of marijuana, 100 jars of honey type they uh, have in the article, which is your oil. Uh, 101 jars of THC extract. I have no idea what it is. Like honey, like THC. 993 cannabis edibles at the business. Three pounds of marijuana, 11,000 in cash, and documents related to AMS at the residencies they found. And they also seized uh, vehicles as well. Yep. Like we said. Uh, Eventually get your car back? Yeah, yeah. I got it back. I got it back right before school. Um, I think it was end of August I got it back. So it was about... Still a gap. It might have been like six, seven weeks, but it took a while to get it back. I think my phone eventually just bought a new phone. I think that's what happened. And a new number. Yeah. I think I eventually got the phone back too. No, did I get it back? I don't remember. I think I did. I think I did. I couldn't remember. I'm curious. I mean, I'm sure. Did you get... So you got some stuff back, but like realistically, you don't even... I mean, obviously, you didn't get it. All. You lost on that deal. So. Yeah. So I was I was charged with two counts of marijuana delivery and five counts of uh, conspiracy of marijuana or something like that. So seven felonies. Yeah. And then I found that out in like January or end of December of fifteen, going into sixteen. And honestly, once that hit, I did not know what to think. And this is this is six months after I was ready. Like, didn't know what was going on and what was happening for like six months. So it was all like in limbo. So I was just you know, somewhat chilling, kind of depressed. Like Jeremy said, I, I if we ever went to a dispo, I'd freak out. If, <laughs> if you even thought cop when we were in a car together, it was like nervous rack type of stuff. I don't mean to like say how you yeah, were. Yeah. I'm just saying you were really freaked out, man. And like, the, like, like, and if anyone has that PTSD type feeling, I think I can setting type level of anxiety. That's so immediate is something, uh, yeah. I don't even want to try to act like can I can understand. So, you know, no, at least, and that was bad. That way, at least I, in that I, way with the police and everything like that. You know? Yeah, I had, uh, I, I, I used, I've woken up a couple of times freaking out. So, yeah, man, I'm or sure if I hear Molly know. bark crazy, sometimes I'll get up and freak out because it, it's just. Oh, even was, to this day, it still hits you. Here and there, not as much sure. yeah, as I, bad I as it like was then, but back then yeah it was bad and oh, once true. the charges once the charges hit you know it was it was rough it was rough um and then plus being in the paper and everything too constantly and on the news and stuff that just wasn't cool so it was just it was a bummer it was a burnt brought down my mental well-being for a while and yeah, i don't like to be honest, i i know to, i can imagine so i to be honest, I, I, I don't I, just, I i hear you i hear you man i pretty much gave up a lot of things like i stopped doing and many things I, I stopped growing definitely stopped growing. i was done for a while um yeah i was didn't really go out of secluded secluse or by myself for a lot of it those like to be honest it was until 
till I met my girlfriend now, who my girlfriend is now, that's when I started hanging out more. So I, cause I'd be going out, but I was always by myself when I went home, you know, right. always very, very by myself. Just always want to be myself, but bless her. She got me out of my shell a little bit. And so did you and my dad big time. So, and yep. a couple other, my friends too. Oh, as for well. sure. so I can think of a couple you. too, but at, uh, yeah. So, I mean, now here you are, you're going up to the court case. You don't even know what's going on. I mean, you know, now you yeah. got to get a lawyer cause you're facing. Yeah. Once I was facing the seven felonies, my family, once they found out, um, and we didn't like, I didn't like what was, we didn't like. We were like, we wanted you, we want you to go separate. And we eventually got, you know, Paul, who we had when we were 18, um, which was ironic. Charge, yeah. yeah. And God bless Paul. Gee. Uh, yeah. OG for sure. I mean, I mean, we only had what an ounce between us two and it was just like, luckily that they didn't say it was descriptive in separate bags the way it was, but <laughs> yeah, it was bagged up. Four anyway, four separate words. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> coming back from but the um no i'm laughing because we got lucky because that half ounce is pretty much it was just like a misdemeanor six yeah. months non-reporting so it was like a slap on the wrist we were like all right cool let's not drive over the border late night like of a mile like okay with our hats on and smoking weed like I don't it even wasn't smoke. a good idea yeah well, i thought we were smoking i know that we, i mean either way the car probably smelled like cannabis but it, that <laughs> anyway. was my grand damn yeah the white one yeah i remember that car that was that was a. Uh, yeah, yeah, funny man. Funny, so, funny. <laughs> oh man. So yeah, Paul. But yeah, Paul, Paul. Paul. He was he was great. Um, he was by my side for what the court court was about a year and a half. It, it all started July twenty fifteen. I think it ended in November of twenty seventeen, if I'm not mistaken. So he yeah, has about two and a half two years. years. Yeah, yeah, two and a half two years. And yeah, it was long. It was it was wild. There was the where you had to do the everyone had testified and things like that you had your own attorney yeah paul was your own attorney that's why i wanted to like kind of mention paul but um yeah, yeah it was I mean, it was it was rough man it was i'm glad we talked about it. the case at all i mean whatever you're allowed to do anything you want to mention kind of uh, maybe like what you got how it turned out for you how it turned i don't mean you probably lost connections with all them right i'm i can't recall yeah I, I haven't seen any of them since one of the court case days and that was it. I haven't seen any of them. Yeah, no need to attach that memory to all that, but especially if you were close to any of them really to begin with. So no, it's cool with the butt tenders. Oh were, well, no, yeah. that's a bummer then. But I, I still feel like you guys are like you're probably like all right. But we're not. I wasn't like I only knew them for like a couple months. So right time, right. you know. So it was it wasn't it wasn't working there that right. long. They weren't like your brothers. Yeah, I got right. You. Yeah, but yeah, it was. It's just crazy. It's can't believe it's five years later. It's taken. It's taken a while to get here. I, I, I feel like those those two years, man, they were long. It was long. It was it was long. It was very rough. I don't even time. think you even slightly got used to like you know. I don't even think you moved on until it ended. I don't even think you slightly even can move on from all the nervousness around cop ideas. Like I think it was two years straight. Like I remember you just like that was like stuck with you. I don't think anything. I don't think I was over anything until like 2018 mid 2018 to be honest because it ended 2017 i think you're right i was still because i remember being you go it was up spell. and down it was up and down yeah. you were just real everything freaked you out like that yeah. could deck anything you know like not i think everything freaked you out that's horrible i mean like more or less like if there's any a situation where you could get in trouble you just got super paranoid even if it was simple as you know what i mean even if it was just like 
having weed in the car, even though we still had our my, our your cards and stuff. Like even though it wasn't, mm-hmm. a, you were still like exactly, you know, and like, that that's all cannabis thing. and anything, or you can get in trouble. You were just like ah. <laughs> so I remember that, and you know I'm so glad to see where you're at now, and very proud of how far you've come. Um, regardless if you give us, you know, give me credit, I'm still oh. a lot of personal demons you got to deal with every day. And that's why, I mean, no, I appreciate. I guess, I guess there. one thing I could ask like really for people is, is there anything, any advice you could kind of give to people that maybe go through similar PTSD? He's like just having, I mean, not obviously everything's different. I'm just saying like anything that helped you move on, like, like any thoughts you had, like maybe like, all right, you know, it's in the past, like, you know, whatever, anything like that, like it kind of helped you. Cause like, um, I mean, that stuff's very real. And I, I just, I, like, for me in my situation with dealing with like the cops and like that, it was more so, you know, I'm just trying to be positive. Just trying to, like you said, move, move past it. I try not to think about it as much. I do cope with cannabis, obviously. And I just, I try not, I try not to let the, the past like continue to like, you know, can't you don't want to ruin your future so you got i try to overcome it yeah sometimes i still for some reason it'll just it, get freaked out i don't know just get paranoid or my my anxiety goes through the roof and i'm not doing anything illegal either and that that's the thing so but it, i i i feel like just time i honestly cliches that is i think time helps no, timing no, no, no. time heals all wounds um as you've hear and it yeah, just takes time. Like with the day to day, just kind of slowly get you over it. Yeah, it makes yeah. I still deal with stuff on the day, every day. Not yeah, every day. that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm sure it's going to be an everyday thing probably forever. But as your mind gets more powerful in the sense of uh, it gets the more powerful, meaning it has more memory, other memories to fill the space. So it becomes, I guess, not powerful, but more filled up. And then that mm-hmm. way you're not focusing on it because other things are happening. And, you know, your brain, as we get older, you know, we've got responsibilities, and all this stuff we got to do. So it's like, you know, hopefully it kind of gets out of there at least a little bit. And I think time, I mean, I, I want to say, I also want to say from, from listening to what you talk about and watching you deal with this. And if you do, if you do have like, if some traumatic stuff does happen, depression and you get sad, I'm going to be real. You know, I did think, bad dark things mm-hmm. not gonna lie you know i'm not gonna go into detail but you get into dark places and you can, everyone can come out of that everybody if i if i can i know everybody can my mind's different than any and other people's obviously but whatever demons or anything you have i guarantee give it time you can you can fight through it life life is life's great I enjoy the time while you're here and like yeah. enjoy it do what you love and me talking about this honestly is like probably a relief. Um, it's tough. I'm not even talking about everything because I'm like I said, my head's just spinning. I'm, I'm, uh, yeah, you know, there's so there's a lot of information. There's tons but, of details. We could have like a four hour podcast. So we literally could because I barely hit this joint and smoked. I hit like three times during this. That's time. the same joint. I was like, dang, he's on the second one. That's good. He's got a no, no. Um, it's the first one because I I'm like continue wow. talking and rambling. But like you can get through anything. I I I didn't think. I honestly thought I was going to give up cannabis and not really working in the, trying to work in the industry or even just give it up completely. And like Groovy said, he's been there. There was a conversation I remember him and my dad had had, and that's the back deck at your dad's house. On the back deck, yeah. I don't know if you're smoking cigars or what, but. Yeah. (laughs) Probably were. But 
and no, that, that we resin were with your dad no i just remember <laughs> we we're like come on like come on dave like why not it's been years like you got it you're moving on you can do this and you were like all right I, <laughs> like, I don't know. and that was to get get to at least that's talk a, about I'm glad that you remember that's funny that's that i remember that conversation that you bring it up yeah no that was hilarious uh I remember because that we were talking and then eventually it spurred the podcast and it spurred candidate first spurred Canada Dave and then it spurred the podcast and us. And, and if you, and if you've been following my Canada kiss, you, the reason why man, my face was never on camera for like the longest time. It's been the hardest thing to get. <laughs> like I've been trying to get this podcast going for, I don't know. I don't know. And I'm Two not because we started in 2018. We well, started even in before we even started it. I remember there was so much that just like you were like oh, yeah. heads because you wanted to, but you didn't and you felt like you couldn't. And I was like, it's totally cool. But then I was like, come on, we can do this. And then that's why it took a while to get going. And then, yeah, man, it's, it's been a long time. Now you're actually talking about it publicly. So like, like awesome dude. Cause it's, you know, I, I can't relate in any way. I can't really have put any perspective on besides like the only thing I would say is reach out. If you're ever struggling with anything really to anyone around you, feel comfortable talking to you, especially something with PTSD uh, involved of any type, whether it be similar to Canada Dave's or whoever or whatever, just reach out too because I, you know, yeah. I like candidate said, I really believe that too. I think you can move. I think with time and just trying to focus on other things, you can eventually move on. But like, I do not ever want to pretend like I put myself in other people's shoes. So please reach out. Cause like, honestly, like just hearing like, no, go on my best. One of my best friends went through it. Just, just kills me. So if anyone's like listening or anyone happens to hear, just, just reach out to people. Even if it's us, like <laughs> I yeah. don't know, just reach Seriously. out. Cause it's Seriously. not, it's, you know, like Canada made it full circle and it, it was a, like you said, it was a long time coming back up, but he's back and, you know, yeah. talk to family, talk to your friends. You know, I talked to my sister, my girlfriend, my friends, like talk to, talk to your close people. They'll help you through it. And if you're nervous to talk about it, talk about it. it, it it's, it's There's good ways to get to it off it your chest because it, it weighs heavy on your chest. Trust me. Cause right. it, it's like a cinder block on the chest just talk about it and i'm uh, i'm glad we are here where we are now you know i'm very happy uh tomorrow is the five-year anniversary it's oil day so it, the day always resonates with me so oh that's crazy i actually lit the dab at the exact same time and i had no idea that's what you were gonna say <laughs> i'm like whoa that's crazy <laughs> yeah man same wavelength yeah, it's seven ten. It's that's that's hilarious, man. And any final thoughts always, on it all? Yeah, always stick with your passion. If if you love something, even if it takes you off, stick with it. Because, like I said at the beginning, I've loved cannabis since I fully fell in love with it. Like at eighteen, Mary Jane, she was like, "Damn!" I was like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> She was like, damn. And I was like, oh, shit. Hey, uh, I hear you. I hear you, dude. <laughs> that, that, that was great. No. I tried it previously, but I, but that's when we started. And it's something that's always been a part of me. So if you love to play music, if you love to write, if yeah. you love to yeah, I mean, 
blog. If you love why the I write music too, that's why. I mean, you got it. Like Dave's do so it. right. Like if you don't have that passion, go look for it. Try new things. Everyone has something there. It's deep in you. And if you haven't, it's because you haven't done it in a while and you might have given up on it. But pick it or up as a hobby. It. I'm saying just read, go look for yeah, it. Pick it up it. as a hobby. Try, Try it again. Go yeah. for it. Yeah. Go for it. Tell him groovy. Cause I mean, you're right. Cause I mean, think about it. You getting back, like back into the groove is what really, I mean, what I saw the most progression is when you got back into being yourself and growing and doing your thing, man. Like once you were able to be yourself again, it's sort of like, yeah, we talk about it, but you can talk about it. You know what I mean? That's, that's crazy. I remember there was a time where you couldn't even talk about it really. I mean, when you need it to not necessarily when mm-hmm. people want it to and that's all right. I mean. no that's so, why i'm glad uh we talked and we took our time to talk about it today and we're doing a special episode i didn't want to go into too much details you, like honestly you can look any of it up on google and there's articles all around it um so if there's anything you want more details on or anything we didn't talk about you can read it there not going to go really into the trial or anything like that just wanted to talk about the experience and that how how the cannabis industry is evolving and changing and it's crazy now that it's deemed essential you have your licenses we have adult use we have all this and five years ago mind you not even five years three years ago i just finished up court and it was still going you know what i'm saying like the time and i keep going back to that point because it's just crazy how the industry is evolving so if you do want to get an industry in michigan or a legal state where it's not gray, go for it, you know, try it. I loved it. I loved my love doing it, but I think, uh, like other things in the industry as well. So, and I don't think I'll ever, I don't want to say that, but I don't know. <laughs> hey man, you have a positive mentality. You're smiling, you know, and that's, what's good to hear, man. Good to see, you know, so. Nah, I appreciate it. Groovy. Appreciate you run through these questions. I don't, I think I touched on almost everything. Unless you have Honestly, anything else I mean, that you I just, wanted, really to I wanted to hear your perspective, and I got a lot more honestly than these couple questions and some of these other things. I mean, we touched on most of them, like the gray area stuff. I really wanted to get your feeling that before and after, like what you thought about cannabis and where your ment- your ment- mentality was. You know, it was that you know you kind of trusted the system, and then you lost that trust. So. And I'm not necessarily speaking the whole system, but in the system that you dealt with, those parts. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, maybe it was the whole system, whatever. Yeah. But, like, I mean, that's – and you – like, I really feel like you gave some good tips, like, on, like, what people should do. So, I honestly think that, like – I mean, it took – like you said, it took years to get back to even, like, talking about it. It alone – then I took – just to get your audio recorded. And then it was a huge step to get the video behind it. You know, now that it's legal – and it's like the exact same level as like liquor or beer, yep. whatever, you know. And no one sees that, what you're saying. No one's seen how hard it has been for you and others to get me back into doing things. Like, yeah. it, it, I remember, I remember we, we would record and I would hate everything about it and I wouldn't want to do it. And there'd be well, because, videos. You guys like, nope, don't want it. Nope. Oh well, yeah, video. Because you didn't want to put your face to it because you were still you know, nervous about everything. And honestly, it makes sense, man. With what you went through, how are you going to trust a system that said it was legal, but then it wasn't legal and then it was kind of legal? And then, you know, I mean, really till rec hit is when I really started trusting which dispos were legit, legit. And, it, and well, that's yeah, crazy. Ta- right, because everything's tested now. It's got where it's right, coming from. Right, but that's from. 12 years after the fact. I know. 11, yeah. whatever. 12 it, it doesn't matter it's over a decade it took a decade 
to like figure it out. Like, and then like, and that's why I feel still making money else. off. Now you're making money off it. And there's people in jail and people with, with more time in jail than other serious crimes. So it's like, I, I don't, I don't get it. Yeah. And all like, the people that oh, there was a tons of other dispensaries that got raided in Michigan during the times of this market, you know, during the gray time and feel for all of them. Cause now you have everyone that's legal is able to do it now. And it's just sad. You know. Yeah, it's crazy to think that, you know, yeah, if we've exactly we were nowadays and everything was legit, legit, nothing would have been, you know, so. Uh, and that's and and that's that's another reason why we brought up the the free Michael Thompson uh episode let, the other day. So check that out. Check out the lastprisonerproject.org as well. There's tons of ways to help out and get people out that are incarcerated currently for like the nonviolent offenders for cannabis and things like that especially in the legal states adult use they need to be out and i appreciate you know everyone listening and following along with honestly us. i want to say thank you for sharing your story and i know we've talked about it on and off for years but like i mean i want to thank you sharing your story with everyone because this is like you're like you said it was domino effect like butterfly effect one thing led to another and now i feel like this talking about it and doing this podcast you've you really turned like a, like a full circle. Like it's like it's not that it's never happened. It's that you finally learned the lessons you needed to from it, and then you moved on, which is a very hard and powerful thing to do for oneself. So you know, thanks, man, and thanks for talking about it man. because I'm sure people out there know what you're going through a lot more than I can understand. So it was scary. Know. Yeah, it was scary and scary and sad, and yeah. I appreciate everything you said, Groovy. It means it means it means a lot, man. I appreciate it. You know, for sure, bro. That's I mean, and, again, and everyone that was there with me through it all, appreciate all you. Love y'all. Seriously, thank <laughs> and you. And honestly, this I can't think of a better way to end it because all that just really is why we advocate, educate, and inspire. But do you have any last thoughts? I just had to say because yeah. it, it felt so right there. No, that's perfect. I, I do have one <laughs> I more thing. I want any last thoughts from you, man. And everyone your, that hits this is your episode, Ken Dave. You know, I've been wanting to interject here and there, but like I just want to hear, you know, whatever you want to talk about. No, perfect, man. I that was that was nice and subtle. I love how you put that in there. I had to. I, it just, <laughs> it felt, felt right. It, like, it you just said everything and you said all this stuff, and I was just like, this is why we do it. <laughs> like it, 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 it <laughs> so is exactly why we do it. And when everyone reaches out to because us, not, because and, it's not right. Like it's it's what? Come on, it's not. It's a plant. It's a plant. It's a weed. Right. It it. There's no harm in it. No one's ever died from cannabis overdose ever. It, there's no harm in it. It's more. It has tons of medicinal use for everybody. Yeah, and if you don't age. like it, it's if you don't age. like it, that's totally fine. There's studies, it, but you should be able to respect others' opinions on it that do like it and it should be federally legal and I hope we see it. I really do. And also everyone that hits us up, DMs us, my candidate cast, candidate of groovy. We all appreciate that. And sure. it means the world to us when you're hitting us up. So please, if you have any questions, anything message us, let us know what's going on. Um, tune into our wake and bake. We're going to be back on, uh, tomorrow if you're saturdays, listening or saturdays, saturdays. yeah saturdays, saturdays. yeah because this will be repeating uh we'll be on every saturday <laughs> and uh come join smoke with us wake and bake with us it's what are we nine eastern so 6 a.m on the west coast so if you're uh up 
Smoke really, up. Really, hey man, the sunset, <laughs> the su- or the sunset, Jesus, the sunrise is beautiful over there on the west coast. And I, I went hiking in Phoenix and watched it. It is a beautiful thing. <laughs> so perfect. Wake up, oh, wait, watch that sunrise. West. No, it sets in the west. So you're looking at the east. Yeah. So never mind. So it'd probably be probably a better even sunset on the east. But either way, it looks beautiful on the west coast. <laughs> 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 got him got him but thank funny. you all well I, I i appreciate it i appreciate you guys all tuning in and groovy thank you for doing this with me uh is getting the special episode out didn't think i was ever gonna do this and then i think it spun it spurned this year so thank you to everyone no, i hope it feels good to just talk about it no it, it felt good I'm sure I'm you glad. might get some questions now but i mean now i'm like it's cool we'll see if you do uh message me like i said feel free yeah reach out there's a lot of understanding from canada dave so this market and you know and and why we love why we do it you know that's why we do it exactly why we do it (laughs) and as always you know we're here to advocate educate (laughs) inspire (laughs) thank you guys for tuning in till next time for sure see you peace Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.